I am just the worst because of this. So at that point, I was I rock bottom. It's impossible. There's no Because for a long time, I was always blaming myself. Like, this is all my fault. I started this. just had the this. mindset of, like, I'm never going to overcome this, you know? Like, I, I, I was giving in and letting Satan beat me I'm into the ground. He's a terrible kid who has to go to a Like, I failed. Like, I got to plan that I'm losing a really horrible battle. Really, in that moment that, that you're at that rock bottom stage, that you have a fork in the road, and you are forced to choose. And I chose to fight, and I choose to fight today, and I'll choose to fight tomorrow, because winning is worth it. I just feel like the man right now. I'm fighting for my life, man. And now I fight to live. I don't just fight to live, dude. I fight to live the best life I can. You're going to recover from this. And if I can do this, you can do it. It's like the start of a race, and that adrenaline's pumping, and you're like, let's go. Let's get going, because today, I change. And nothing, not even the armies of hell themselves, will stop me. I am a warrior. I'm a provider, presider, protector. Satan is our enemy. Not alone. Whatever it I takes. fight with fury. Let's go. We will win this war. Don't mess with us. Ain't, ain't no virus can slow this train down. <laughs> it can make it. It can make the auto audio quality maybe not quite as bien. I don't care. We go fast. We go furious. <laughs> we go hard. We go hilarious. Uh, whoa, that was nice. Here's the thing. I think they just came out with like the 40th Fast and Furious movie. They did. Um, which. I have not seen any one of the 40, um, but I feel like it's a similar vibe that we've got going here. We're, we're just, that's the sound of us going fast and extremely furious here on what is this, Wes? What podcast would this be? Oh, funny you should ask, Spencer. Because this here, mon frere, this here be the Eternal Warrior podcast, <laughs> helping young people in their quest for self-mastery sharing stories from the battlefront and the war against Satan and pornography. Yeah. Uh, let's go, baby. Yeah, let's do it. So, um, good, good. Uh, I don't know if I want to foreshadow immediately off the bat, but I do because today's episode is so sick. We've already recorded it. So I already have, I mean, guys, redemption part two. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, uh, there's a, we've got, we got a friend back on the show that if you guys have been playing along that his voice will sound familiar and his story just gets better. Yep. Um, but last week we heard from Brighton and Dude. by golly, if Brighton didn't bring out the warrior cams in spades, bro. Yeah. Not only did he bring the warrior cams, but he brought the experience of a, like the experience of a warrior, but the expertise of a therapist and someone that gets the science, what's going on in the brain. What a cool, powerful combination. And putting that together made me, uh, it was, and the way he could simply teach it too. It resonated really deeply. His examples, the way he taught the chemical skill. I don't know. It was, it was a game changer as they say for me. Mm -hmm. If you guys haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode with Brighton yet, he walks through the chemical scale backwards, um, step by step, from steady, from uh, level five to four to three to two to one, and really highlights how each stage feels and what you can do 
to get back to a level zero where we're acting in, in accordance with our values. The name of that episode is called Tipping the Chemical Scale Back in Our Favor. So uh, give that Clever. a look. Clever. You know, tipping the scales, but we're tipping the chemical scales. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And the weight scales because we're losing weight. We're being healthy. Uh, even even in even in uh, in quarantine, quarantine can't slow us down. That's right, baby. In fact, it only speeds us up. Because Fast and Furious. <laughs> Speaking of Fast and Furious. Yeah, the fastest and the most furious. Our boy Cody Haas. Coming in hot. Here's a message from him. So happy you're listening to the Eternal Warrior Podcast. There's not a week that goes by where a warrior hasn't shared how the Eternal Warrior Podcast has helped them win a battle. My name is Cody Haas, and I'm a licensed therapist who helps those dealing with sexual addiction betrayal trauma, trauma in general, marital recovery, and mental illness. Over the years, I've gathered resources to help those who desperately want to get to a better place. If you feel you're in need, please reach out to me by calling 385-519-6089 to set up an initial assessment. Once again, 385-519-6089. God bless you on your journey, my friend, and keep listening to Wes and Spenny. And remember, if you're doing things like listening to the Eternal Warrior podcast, you're increasing your power and resilience. Remember the power you feel while you listen to Wes and Spenny and replicate it daily by going and doing the things they share. You got this. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate those, those kind words. And yeah, if, if at any time during today's episode or, or um, when you're listening to anything else within the Eternal Warrior podcast, if you're feeling like you need a little bit of extra help, Reach out to Cody or any of the other licensed therapists at Life Changing Services. Reach out to us at podcast at lifechangingservices.org. We'd love to get you connected with the right people to give you the help that you need. That's right, baby. And speaking of the right people, <coughs> today is a special, incredible, I want to say mm. bookending day, but it's not. It's, it's, just the, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. I would say monumentous. You would. And it is. <laughs> He's back. Guess who's back, 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 back again. again. In. <laughs> Guys, Cameron is back from the redemption. So, Cameron, welcome back, my dog. So good. Thank you so much. We've got some, we've got some big news. We've got uh, Cameron has some big news. I guess we don't have it. Think things are happening in the, uh, in the world and in the life of Cameron. <laughs> Dude, you just, you look so good. Yeah. Thank you. I feel so good. We're, we're doing this through through Zoom. This is one of our, our first times that we've done this because, co- 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 or what am I trying to say? My, 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 my coronavirus. I don't have it. My but. corona. That yeah, one? exactly. <laughs> but we're, we're doing a video chat with, with Cameron for this episode. He's down in the exotic lands of Flagstaff, or no, Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix. There you go. Yeah. In the VHX. That's right. And actually, they're probably pretty nice weather right now, I bet. It's beautiful. Hey. I want it. Want it, need it, get it, got it. <laughs> okay, so okay. If, if, could you give us like a, a brief refresher of the last time you were on the show with us? I know. When was that? That, was, that would have been summer. And yeah, I think, I, think, I think it was last, uh, last summer. Yeah, like July, August, I want to say. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, around that time. Um, yeah, so that last time was just a uh, last time was recounting the experience of 
falling down that slippery slope through addiction and pornography and eventually infidelity and betrayal um, leading to the, the uh, near loss of family and the eventual loss of my membership in the church and what led up to getting excommunicated. And then uh, since then, it was just kind of a, it's, it's been a daily battle to, um, to now where I'm at. Which? The, which is? <laughs> I am a new member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Let's go, baby! Rebaptized, reinstated, and uh, just going at it every single day, man. Now, Kate, now, like, the sequence of events to when you, like, when you got baptized, that was, like, you, you just talked to us a little bit before we started really rolling here. But um, can you kind of walk us through what happened since last time our listeners heard from you and what happened on March 7th? March 7th. March 7th, a day which truly will live in infamy in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So since the last time, what's been going on is, uh, I mean, looking back at it, it's such a cool process. I was having weekly visits with my bishop and texting him almost, you know, he's like, like he's your best friend. Um, and not, not for the sake of him keeping an eye on me, but for the sake of, you know, having that community and that and building up that team around you for protection. Um, cause you can't do this alone. And so I was, was meeting with him every single week. Um, about once a month, I was starting to meet with the stake president, um, for him to get a, a pretty good feel and, and something that, Oh man, it, it really made me nervous. I hadn't told you guys this before. He actually, when I, when I sat in his office and he was just like, you know, I, I know the Bishop feels good about you being reinstated. Um, and normally I, I won't proceed with a reinstatement council until, um, I feel 100% certain that I know the outcome is going to be that they will be reinstated. And he was like, Cameron, I don't have an answer about you. I, I don't have that, that feeling or that answer to my prayer that says that you are ready. And that struck so much fear into my heart because I was like, wait, I've been working so hard. I've been doing all this stuff. And, and it, that kind of kicked me in the butt a little bit to realize like, even though I've been doing good, I have not been doing good enough. Mm-hmm. Because Heavenly Father requires more. He requires more than just abstaining. He requires more than just reading your scriptures, saying your prayers, um, doing, doing your daily goals. It's even more than that. It's, the, it's in the little things, the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you treat other people, the way that you look at other people. That is the change that, that brings out a different countenance in a person. It's not just their actions. It's how they've changed from the inside that emanates to the outside. And so we, uh, we ended up continuing to meet and I kept meeting with the bishop and everything and got to the point that uh, I met with the stake, stake president one more time and, um, you know, we, we said a prayer and he was just like, look, I, I just, I, I can't contain my excitement anymore. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind, you are ready for this. Let's go. Yeah. He's like, I have seen so much change, even just in the past couple months. And so he's like, 
we can do this one of two ways. You can go straight to the baptismal font from your reconvening of council, or if you want to invite people, you can invite people. And I was like, oh man, that is, that is a tempting scenario. Uh, just be like, all right, let's reinstate you and go to the stake center and, and get baptized. But then, you know, I, I, I did want to share that experience with a few other people. So I, I pushed the baptism back a, a couple weeks, um, gave people some time to get time off of work and, and to get over here. And, um, it was, it was such a cool experience. I mean, you don't understand when you're eight years old, the significance of what is happening on that day. And so as much as I hated what got to me, got me to that point, I loved reliving that experience because I will remember it now. Um, my, my brother from uh, Nebraska flew out and, and I asked him to, to perform the baptism. And then I asked my, uh, my father-in-law to perform the, the confirmation. And the water was cold because <laughs> there had other baptisms that day. So I got the last baptism. So uh, a bit frigid. <laughs> um, but it was just this. I mean, the, the, the baptism was good. Coming up out of the water was good. But man, it was, it was when the hands were placed on my head and those words receive the Holy Ghost were said that it was like every hair on my body stood up on end. And it was like this shock that ran through my body. And you also need to understand, uh, I was close with every guy that was in that room. So I had a, I had a circle of about 18 guys around me. Holy smokes. Weight on my head. Neck tough, yeah. Yeah. It was a wee bit heavy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but dude, man, there, there was just, all those all the people that had their hands on my head were, were good men. And and I loved every single one of them. And so I and I felt that love rush through me. And then not only feel their love, but then to feel so clearly heavenly father's love and to have that part of me that was missing be replaced that puzzle piece finally clicking into place that i felt whole like you know what um i'm not going to say i made it because those are those are not the words that went through my mind um in my baptismal talk i actually uh, brought up something that was called a my, my wife and I came up with it called the finarding line, which is when you finish one point and that is immediately your starting line of the next chapter of your life, that you don't take a gap and say, all right, I made it. I can rest for a little bit. Whew. You don't, you, I mean, you don't take a breather. You just say, all right, I finished now I'm starting. That's my finarding line. Finarding. Finarding. <laughs> I like it, dude. Finarding. Because it's finished and starting, dude. I like that. I was at yeah. first. I was like, fin- I was trying to figure it out. Finarding. So finarding. that is beautiful, dude. Would you use the word? They use the, this word a lot in the, the scriptures. And because of our past episode using re words, would you use the word reborn? Did you feel was it as if? I don't know. Would you use them? Um, I I don't know if it was reborn there was there was it's a really interesting feeling it's it's not what you would expect it's not this like i didn't feel like you know that 
the heavens opened and, and, and angels saying, maybe they did. And maybe I was just so caught up in the moment that I didn't, I couldn't really tell, but it was more of a, a renewal. Mm-hmm. If I were to, uh, like, which I guess reborn renewal could be very similar words, but, but it was more of just this, a complete renewal of everything. Like, Hey, here's your slate. Look, there's not a speck on it. This is a perfectly clean slate. It is brand new. Just came out of the package. You know, this is a, this is a clean slate and a brand new opportunity for you to start. So I felt like I was renewed. Dude, this is so powerful. Cause you think about all those times when you, um, you know, all of us going through addiction and sin feel this. I'll never, I'll never, never feel clean. I'll never be able to be clean again. Right. I've messed it up. I've lost my shot. But dude, the, the way that you just said that your start, like it is, it is a clean slate. All that is past is past. It's beautiful, dude, that our heavenly father and our, our savior give us that opportunity. How do you feel towards them after this experience? I actually feel like I, I, I have a relationship with my heavenly father and Jesus Christ. I feel like there is this open line of communication where, cause you, you still go through these moments of, you know, you're human. You're going to go through doubts. You're going to go through struggle. You're, you're going to, you're going to still going to enter parts of your life that you're just like, Oh man, why, why am I not? able to channel that, that spirit or, Oh man, I'm, I'm still struggling with this. Was I worthy to be baptized? Like, and, and you, you backtrack a little bit and then you just, you get that instant confirmation of like, look, Hey, you know, I love you. So why are you doing this to yourself? I'm not doing this to you. So come on, dust off. Let's go. Like let's, let's move past this and continue to to see yourself the way that I see you. You know, you know the song in Prince of Egypt, the look at your life through heaven's eyes. Dude, that song is, and I, I just sang on a podcast, which I'm super embarrassed about. That song. Yeah, dude. Voice. Unbelievable. Yeah, so... Like that's, that's what it is that you got to stop looking in the mirror and you got to look at it from behind the mirror where heavenly father's looking at you because even though you can't see him you only see your own reflection he is watching you and his feelings toward you can penetrate that mirror you just you gotta let him you can't block him out by saying i'm a terrible person that's powerful dude what what a journey that's the thing journey is the word that keeps coming back to my mind and it's not over right it's not the finish this is just a finardi line (laughs) (laughs) i freaking love that dude because yeah it uh it's just the start right yeah it is Cameron, every time we see you, you have like such an incredible spirit and zest and zeal for life and for fighting. And like, I know it can't come easy for you every single day. And I want to know, like, what are the things that you do on the daily 
to get to where you're at to have that fire. Um, I mean, every day you got to kind of, I, I try and remind myself not, not even how far I've come, but just who I am, just plain basic Cameron, who are you? And, you know, reminding myself that, okay, I, I am a child of heavenly father. I'm a child of God. And because of that, I have access to his love. Um, and so if, if you can grasp that fundamental concept of who you are and what your values are, then you can build upon that. You can, you can stack things on top of that. So, so from understanding who you are, then you need to figure out, okay, what am I willing to do? And I know in the last episode that, I, you know, I, I said three words, whatever it takes. Okay, well, those three words had about 500 tiers underneath them of things that have to happen for whatever it takes. Because most people, I mean, that's a daunting task. Like to say whatever it takes is, is like, well, some people are like, I don't know if I have whatever it takes. So I might as well give up now. So maybe I, I spoke too bluntly in that. It, it starts with the little things. Am I willing to fight for this one minute? Or am I, am I willing to get through this, this day? Am I willing to start the day with a prayer? And then maybe the next day it's, am I willing to do a prayer and read a verse of scripture? How am I going to connect with Heavenly Father today? If a name pops into my head, am I going to reach out to that person? What am I going to, to, to do to connect to people? What am I going to do to be vulnerable and invite other people into my life to hear my story and not be ashamed of who I am, but be, be proud of the process that I've gone through, that journey that I've made. And so it, it comes with hundreds of little things and then being willing to be gracious enough to forgive yourself when you don't do it all perfect. Ooh. We're not perfect people. And so you need to, you need to look at yourself and say, it's okay if I'm not perfect every single day, as long as I have the mentality of I can go back and, and repent for those things and say, still got a weakness here. I can build upon that. And so bricks get knocked off the wall and you just put them back up. You don't sit there and, and sob over a brick falling off the wall. You pick it up and you put it back on. You just keep whistling your tune and you, you go to work. Mm-hmm. That, that so, take, that's got to take so much practice of being able yes. to become resistant to those lies. Like once Satan says, oh, you've blown it now, you're, you're done forever. How can we like develop that kind of Teflon mentality to where we just brush it off? You know, you, you ever watch those videos of like people are awesome versus fail videos. Yes. <laughs> okay. So everyone laughs at the people that are failing. Right. Yep. And I look over my kids and I go, you realize that the people that are awesome started out as the people that are failing. Right. Oh. And, and they go, what? They can't just do that. I'm like, no, they probably fell 10,000 times doing that one thing until they could do that trick. It, wow. So many fails to get where, yeah, they can do it in their sleep. Now it's, it's, 
they're so confident and competent in their abilities to do it, but they had to fail so many times. It's that's how it is with battling shame. If you mess up or if you feel shame, it takes so much practice to go, you know what? Satan doesn't get to put, doesn't get to put this on my head anymore. I don't have to feel shame. I can feel bad about what I did, but that doesn't define me as a person. So now I'm good. And so I'm going to move on. I, I got, I got on YouTube and watched something I shouldn't have watched. Okay. You know what? I'm going to delete the app of YouTube and and now I'm going to move forward from that. It's, it's a constant evaluating the little things you can't, you can't eat a whole pie in one thing, like on, on this, on this path, this journey of recovering. Well, depends on who's eating that pie. Yeah, that's true. A nice pecan. Yeah. Get out of my way. I don't know. Pecan's kind of dense. It is. But a full pie. Those are, I don't know. Should I say sheet cake? Yeah. Have I, have I limited you there? <laughs> yeah. You've only inspired me. Can't <laughs> hey, goals. Hashtag goals, bro. Goals, baby. Strength. Dude, but the way you the way you say that, I like the way you, you're saying that. I like the way you bring up the fail videos, the like the amazing people are amazing videos. Yeah. Because that's like laughing, that's like Satan laughing at you for trying for practicing life. Yeah. You're practicing life. You're doing the best, like, if you have the mentality, I'm just going to go and do the best I can today. Hey, I, gosh, I fell on my butt a couple times. I may have fooled myself, but at least I'm trying. Like, at least I'm trying to do something good. I'm trying to do something cool. Like, if it is just a sick, I don't even know what I'm trying to think of, like a People Are Awesome video, like a, like one of those where they they run off the wall and do a backflip or something oh, yeah. sick yeah like like parkour stuff parkour yeah it's like how how many times did they oh well let me give you a real life example of, of myself i remember trying to learn how to do a gainer in my <laughs> my buddy's pool dude it did you hit your head on the board ever i did not uh-huh. thank goodness but i smacked my back i don't know how many times because the fear as you're going, you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then you just, you, you freak out midair. Instead of just tucking, you freak out midair and you smack your back so freaking hard. Yeah. But it's until you smacked your back enough times that you say, okay, all I need to do now. Well, first of all, I don't want to smack my back anymore. That, yeah. hurts. that right. hurts. I don't want to do that anymore. And it doesn't get the ladies. It's and not cool. <laughs> That was the biggest motivation. You just get a lot of like, oh, <laughs> a lot of those, a lot of those. But then finally you say, you know what? I think if I just focus on tucking this next time. Knees to chest. Knees to chest. Like, and then it gives you the, without going through the back smacking, you don't realize how you actually can complete the gainer. It takes a lot of, uh, of uh, failed attempts before you can do it. I love that mentality. If we can look at it as we are practicing life, we are yeah. practicing dis- discipleship. We are practicing to becoming like Jesus Christ. I don't know, but then the self-empathy, how do you have like that? You know, it's okay. It's all right that I smack my back. Oh, dude, it takes time. 
takes time to learn that. But, but like you've got to temper that with the fact that, yeah, I'm practicing life, but I, I better practice, you know, like I can't not practice. I remember I, my cousin tried as he might tried to teach um, my brothers and I piano growing up and we never practiced ever. Yeah. And I knew it, you know, and I never got better and I never learned how to play the piano. And now guys like Spence can play the piano and get married and be cool and show off. And I can't do that, you know? And that's like, that's something that I regret, but like it, it goes back to that principle of practice. Like it's okay to, to not be great right off the bat, but you're never going to get good or competent even if you aren't putting in the hours, if you aren't putting in the effort Ooh. every single day. What I think about, dude, that's, that's killer. So can't play piano. That's where that line makes sense though. Still Cameron. I don't think, I don't think you made a mistake by saying whatever it takes because I think the mentality of, because I got to practice, I'm going to do whatever it takes day out to practice, practice, practice until I get it. And whatever it takes changes day over day, right? Today, what it take today is going to be different from what it's going to take tomorrow. And that, that like level of difficulty will ramp up as we get accustomed to it. And so whatever it takes, like we seek the Lord's guidance with that. We pray like that's part of why we pray hey, what's it going to take today to win and help me get there? And we can focus, like, we can focus on that. I, I really like what you said, Cameron, about, like, I'll do whatever it takes, you know, and, like, we take this giant thing, but the Lord will then help us realize, look, you don't have to do everything. All it's going to take today is just be smart here. Be, be attentive at this part of the day or whatever it is, and we can win that, right? It's a lot easier for us to, um, to kind of boil down. But tomorrow's going to be different. we got to be ready to do whatever it takes tomorrow dude i love that so do you feel like would you break it down to uh practicing would be those goals those daily goals is that what we are talking about here or what do you what do you mean by uh what does it take every day to win at, at the start it takes the discipline of daily goals making sure that that you are you're setting a schedule or a plan and that you're sticking to it. And, and it's, it's really forced. I mean, I mean, it takes a lot of work to, to wake up and be like, Oh man, I, I have to wake up 30 minutes earlier if I'm going to get the right amount of study prayer and pondering and, or if I'm going to get a workout in, you know, what, whatever that may be, you really, really gotta, gotta push for that. You are going against your body's natural order of things and you're saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to break this order that you've been so used to for so long. And I'm going to implement plans. And I'm going to implement tasks. And I'm going to implement busy work and things to occupy your mind. And I'm going to implement meditation and, and spiritual uh, conversations and connection with people. And, and so by doing this, you kind, of, you kind of go, and this is another thing I actually talked about um, at, at my baptism, that... For, for so long, you kind of go like a child kicking and screaming through a grocery store. I mean, it, for those of us that, that have not, maybe have not established our own strict value system and plans and process and ability to change, you're really kind of being drug along for part of your life. Um, and so, by... Um, By doing that, 
and inter and introducing that schedule into your life, then you start to grasp or then you start to notice the changes happening in your thoughts Ooh. that you speak. You start to notice that you are uncomfortable when people tell crude jokes. You start to notice that you become more protective of the loved ones around you. You start to notice what is okay being in your home and what's not okay. You start to notice that, oh, I didn't check that girl out. My first thought was, I wonder what her story is. You know, like, like these, these little things of the way you see the world completely flips upside down, but it's a slow rotation until eventually you're seeing it through new eyes. You're seeing it through a changed person. And, and I think that's been one of the coolest things is that, yeah, I had failure after failure after failure, but I also had win after win after win. And when you mix those two, that's when the change starts to happen because you learn from failure and you learn from success. Mm. Um, what, one of my favorite quotes from, from Will Smith is uh, he talks about failure and he says, fail early, fail often, and fail forward. So mm. learn your mistakes early on in life. As early as you can, wherever you're at in your life right now, start learning from your mistakes. Make those mistakes quickly and get them out of the way. Be done with them. And then make sure your failures are always falling in a forward direction. Yeah. We, we need to, I mean, if you're going to fall on your face, at least you fell forward. You know? <laughs> well, back to that, like, at least I'm, at least I'm doing it. Yeah. Practicing. So. But, but one, one mentality that I've, I, I've really heard is, or felt a lot of is um, it, it's really frustrating how sports have become all about participation awards. You know what I'm talking about? How everyone gets a trophy. There's no, there's no winner. There's no loser. You're all winners. In my mind, I did not come to this earth for this life to gain a participation award. I came to win. I came to learn something and I came to get something out of this life so that when I return, I return with a wake of wisdom and knowledge and power behind me that others have been able to have smoother seas in their journey because of the, because of the wake that I provided for them. And I think if more people do that, if more people provide those wakes, then all in all, everything's going to start smoothing out and it will have that ripple effect from person to person, to person, to person. That's amazing. Cameron, <laughs> that Cameron, like so much, ever since you brought up that Prince of Egypt song, it's been like going through my mind of like seeing yourself through the eyes of heaven and how our heavenly yeah. Jesus goes back to that first principle that you highlighted of how do we like, how do we keep up this mentality day to day? Is it all starts with understanding and believing our divine identity. And here's the, here are the lyrics from that song. I'm going to read it real quick. I ain't going to sing it. I'm going to read it. <laughs> can, can I? <laughs> Ben's can sing the lot of D die dice. No, yeah, go ahead. A single thread in a tapestry, though its color brightly shines, can never see its purpose in the pattern of the grand design. And the stone that sits on the very top of the mountain's mighty face doesn't think it's more important than the stones that form the base. 
So how can you see what your life is worth or where your value lies? You can never see through the eyes of man. You must look at your life through heaven's eyes. A lake of gold in the desert sand is less than a cool, fresh spring. And to one lost sheep, a shepherd boy is greater than the richest king. If a man loses everything he owns, has he, really, has he truly lost his worth? Or is it the beginning of a new and brighter birth? So how do you measure the worth of a man in wealth or strength or size? And how much he gained or how much he gave? The answer will come to him who tries, who looks at his life through heaven's eyes. And that's why we share all we have with you. Though there's little to be found, when all you've got is nothing, there's a lot to go around. No life can escape being blown about by the winds of change and chance. And you must, and though you never know all the steps, you must learn to join the dance. Learn to join the dance. Oh, man. And that's when he's a poor and, and Wes did that all from memory, guys. Yeah. This is all from memory. <laughs> How do you judge what a man is worth by what he builds or buys? You can never see with your eyes on earth. Look at your life through heaven's eyes. Dude. And all we have to do to do that is to just pray and ask Heavenly Father, how do you see me? Yep. And open. What do you think of me? Yeah. Who am I? I loved that you said like, that was the question, Cameron. You're like, who are you, Cameron? Like, like think about that. Ponder it. Meditate over it. Pray about it. Dude, I love that. Because once you understand who you truly are, there is no limit to what you can do. The opinions of other people no longer matter. Satan's attacks will no longer carry the weight that they did before. You then become channeled into a divine source of direction because you understand who you are. Dude. And your spirit is connected directly to, to, to Heavenly Father. So if you understand what that spirit inside you is, then right there with you all the time, 24-7, you have access to something greater than what anyone can throw at you. And I love that. Yeah, that's powerful, bro. Oh, man. Cameron, you are powerful, dude. Like you. I, if you want to know something about you, dude, you, uh, yeah. Strength. You got some serious, serious strength. You bring the juice. <laughs> bring the juice. Bring the juice. So here's my, here's my, the biggest thing that you said about getting started into that routine, being that kicking and screaming child. I want to come back to that really quick if we can. Yeah. I think, sure. I think people, people think that it's really easy for pe- like some people are just more disciplined. Some people are just good at doing things. Everybody, every single person, it requires a lot of your soul at whatever it takes at the beginning, especially as you're getting started. Um, one thing that comes to mind, me and Ash have been talking about this a bunch lately is the path of least resistance. You mentioned this. We've allowed our brains to go the path of least resistance for how many years? So to, to change that, it's gonna take some. It's gonna take some serious effort. Um, the way I thought about it is because of this. So let me read this, and then I'll I'll expand a little bit. There's a there was a, com- a Nike commercial. I've talked about this before, but these words have always struck me deep. For what is each day yes. but a series of conflicts between the right way and the easy way? 
10,000 streams fan out like a river delta before you, each one promising the path of least resistance. Like if we can visualize, okay, we're looking down on a mountaintop, the water isn't going to go up over that huge rock. It's not going to. It's going to go down the easiest because of gravity. It's just literally going to go down as e wherever it's going to get down to the bottom the easiest. We've lived that way for years. But also, can you build on water? No. 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 It, does it have any structural integrity? Does it have any backbone? No. No, it bends to the will and whim of everything around it. Exactly. So we've got to build, we've got to intentionally build a freaking like dig into the ground, put a big old wall up and send the water in a different direction. We like that. It requires a lot of work to build that new pathway that don't, the water will go. Don't be water. Don't build on water. Be better. Be better, dude. You gotta, you gotta start somewhere. That just came be to mind. It's been, it's be Gatorade. Be Nike. <laughs> so that's just been coming back to me because of what you said. Uh, starting somewhere, it's gonna just know any anyone that's listening to this. It's not easy for Cameron. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for Wes. Oh. Uh, Wes. Just Jay can. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that it's going to require a lot of your soul. Uh, and, and I think at the end of the day, you would hope it does. Otherwise, you don't appreciate it. If it doesn't require whatever it takes, if it doesn't demand of you your whole heart, soul, and, and effort, Ugh. then your change is cheap. How, how, does it, how do you feel, Cameron, at the end of a day where you've put in the work, where you've built that wall and you've sent the water in a different direction, how do you feel about you? After a day that I've put in the work and I, and I have, I've done everything I've set out to do and I've won, I feel, number one, I feel powerful. I, I feel like I've accomplished something that three years ago, I never, ever could have done. I never would have done. I didn't want to. My, everything about me was a contradiction to how we were supposed to be living. And so in order, so to then accomplish a day where I woke up early, I got a workout in, I then decided to read my scriptures. And on the way to work, instead of turning on music, I listen to a conference talk or I listen to, a, um, I, I like to listen to motivational speeches with music. Like they, they just get you like super amped up. They, they, they inspire me. And then while I'm, you know, while I'm at work, I'm just thinking about what else can I accomplish? How can I, how can I get to be a little bit better version of myself? And then on my way home, I, I call someone because their name popped into my head during work. And I go, you know what? I haven't called this person in a while. So I just call up a friend and we chat the whole way home and I've connected with them. So I'm therefore even better now because I've drawn upon their strength. And then I'm kinder to my children. I don't lose my temper. I, I help out without being asked. And at the end of the day, I lay my head on my pillow with a sense of peace 
that I have done and lived my life that day exactly the way Heavenly Father intended me to live. And now I am more of the version of myself that he sees me as than I was ever able to see myself before. So. Dang, dude. That's effing sick, bro. <laughs> that is what, that is, uh, is that what it's all about? That's man? what it's all about. But do you know how hard that kind of a day is? It's hard. It takes a lot. I, I mean, I'm not saying I live that day every day because that is, that is, in my mind, a perfect day, which I get once in a blue moon. But what I do is I strive for that day every day. I seek out that kind of a day every day, and I fall short sometimes, but still, it doesn't matter. I've done so many other good things. So, dude, going back to freaking, what's, his, what's the dude's, Jeth- Jethro? Jethro. Jethro, he said to the man who tries, right? Or what mm-hmm. did he, he says something about that. Um, it, I just, I can't imagine Heavenly Father ever looking at a child and saying, well, well, you didn't, <laughs> that just, that just isn't enough for me. B plus. <laughs> yep. You're, you, yeah, you're, you're just not good enough. No, dude. He's like, Cameron, Spenny, Wes, you put in the best day you possibly could. You're doing the very best you can. Keep it up. Keep going, build on that, build on that momentum, learn from those mistakes. Like it's always a moving forward, positive message. So if you ever find yourself and I found myself saying this many times is I am negative statements. I am this, or I am that. I know it's not coming from heavenly father. He just doesn't see us that way. He does not feel that way about us. Oh, Cameron. I, I, it's, it's just so important that we remember that you can change. So will you? Because, uh, I mean, no one is going to make you change. And, and, and that, that's where it goes back to that child being drugged through a store, where you can be drugged through this life. You can go kicking and screaming. You can throw your tantrum. And, and you can go through this life, and by the end of it, you're just – exhausted and you regret the fact that you're like, wow, I missed out on so many cool opportunities going through that store. Or you can really get out of it what it's offering you. And you can stand up on your own two feet. You can change your attitude. And just those three words, you can change. And you have to believe that about yourself. You have to believe that you can change because Satan's going to lie and he's going to say, this is just who I am. I'm, it's, it's, it's in the intro to the podcast. The very first thing, I am just the worst. (laughs) Such a a declaration of identity that he tries to impose upon us. Yeah. Not I did, or I was, or I accidentally, or I, I did something. It's you are something. Oh, right at the core. He attacks right at the core. And I think, but we push back right at the core too, right? Isn't that the antidote is understanding your own identity? Yes. Dude, doesn't God strike right at the core as well? Why is, he, why is Satan striking so deep at that yeah. core? Because that's where Heavenly Father 
wants us uh, to understand who we really are. Yeah. Right? So you're absolutely right. It's the antidote. Moses 1, right? Yes. Son of God. I'm a son of God. Son of God. And then Moses, son of man. What? No. No. That don't jive. Cameron, you are so dope, dude. (laughs) You are so dope. I, uh, I know that before we started recording you mentioned what it's been like since being baptized. I think that would be interesting to hear. What's it been like since being baptized and what does your journey look like moving forward? You know, what's next or how do you, how do we keep this same drive day to day? Well, to really promote the whole getting excommunicated process, once you get rebaptized, you're never tempted again and you've made it. <laughs> Life is easy. I mean, I, I, I don't struggle with anything anymore. Um, yeah, no, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> since getting baptized, I mean, Satan has probably doubled his efforts to try and get me to abandon those values that I worked so hard to establish. I mean, there for probably two weeks after my baptism, I was having nightmares every single night about being back in that life that I was at before, about losing my family. Um, about seeing myself the way I used to see myself, that when I, when I couldn't look in a mirror and I hated myself and, and I don't like using the word hate. My kids always say, don't say hate dad, but I hated myself in such a despicable and disgusting way. And I had to paint on this, this face that looked happy and So to, to, to wake up just upset at myself for who, I, for who I used to be and to then have to try and face that day with a positive attitude, it, the solution was simple, but it took a lot of work to find it, which was asking myself, Cameron, what just happened last week or what just happened a few days ago? what happened two weeks ago? And the answer was, I rejoined the fold. I made it back to my heavenly father. I did that. With his help, I got there. And so, Satan, you don't get to win this. This isn't, you don't even get to get in the ring with me on this. And... But the, the temptations don't stop. You, you, don't, you don't stop having to fight. You can't say, I, I, I'm done. You can only say, what's next? And the, it's this change of mentality that I think has honestly saved me. It, it hasn't been, well, which I guess has been a result of the, the daily tasks the, the, the community of love and support around me, of bishops, stakes, presidents, family, friends, my wife. I mean, if I, if I didn't have them, this journey may have taken a lot longer. What I do know about myself as a person is yeah, the journey still would have happened because I, I'm, I'm too much of a stubborn fighter to stay down. However, getting in a ring against Satan for, for two years was a lot easier when I had 10 other people in the ring with me fighting him. Two. I love that. Oh, amazing. 
I love that analogy. Thinking about that, like the visual of having a, a squad there with their boxing gloves on with you, dude, side by side. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the fear in, in his eyes? And he's just like, oh, crap. I just got in the ring with the wrong dude. He brought his whole squad. <laughs> like, there's no way. There's no way. That, Satan's got to be awfully discouraged when he sees that team of people in the ring. Who man. That's killer. What is the... I mean, we talk about day one because that's that's your thing. Uh-huh. Is it is it that simple moving forward? Day one is really just a solution to overcoming shame, where you you cannot be a captive of Satan's opinion of you anymore. By adopting that day one mentality, you no longer believe those lies because you're allowing yourself every single day to forgive yourself. You're allowing yourself to make mistakes and you're allowing yourself to, to start fresh that day to, to be able to look back and say, you know what, yesterday happened, what's done is done. And today I'm going to do better. And, And it's as simple as that because I mean, Satan's going to try and convince you, like, no, this takes longer to, to fix. You're, like, you're, you're going to have to really work to, to, to get over what you did, you know. And, and it's like, okay, so I'll, I'll work for it, but that doesn't mean I'm going to suffer through it. I'm actually going to enjoy this process because at the end of the road that you say I'm going to hate going through, I end up the bigger, the bigger better, stronger version of myself. And it's like, I mean – so that's killer that's killer i uh i just love that that mentality as we move forward not it's never a finish line it's a what's next finarding line finarding line dude it's gonna catch on just wait finarding line i can't yeah we're gonna keep using that if that's okay uh, but it has but it has been uh you've gotten like a what a cash on a patent that's for product Copyright? Copyright. It's copyrighted, right? Copyright, all rights reserved. Yep. That's reserved. Perfect. Dude, you heard it. You heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know what I want to, you know what I want to hear here first? Not first, because we've heard it here before. Man, Cam, are we good to ask him? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's time. I'm bracing for it. This has been amazing, dude. Your mentality, your change, and the journey that's ahead of you, dude. It's so like, that bring, that what, just, what's incredible, like the change of countenance and the way that the Holy Ghost is, has changed you. Like we can tell through technology. We see it through a computer screen. Oh, I have really good lighting here. Like I, I'm, I'm putting on this glow for you guys. <laughs> Cam, why do you fight, man? I fight for every person out there who believes that there is no hope. I fight to be that inspiration of this can be done and it doesn't have to be done alone. And so I fight to be on the team of those that are looking for a teammate. Because I, I am I will be on anyone's team that that needs 
that needs a teammate, that, that needs someone to fight along their side. If you don't mind me reading a short little story. Please. It's called The Enemy's Great Error. There I was, forced to my knees, a prisoner. I thought I knew how to fight when I walked onto the battlefield. I was quickly proven otherwise, beaten, confused, manipulated, and eventually captured. My enemy surrounded me, hungry for my suffering, my pain, my blood, and ultimately my life. My ultimatum was to join their ranks as a soldier of darkness, going about doing wickedness and pr promoting the suffering of others. I may have lost a major battle, but I was nowhere near out of this fight. So I made my choice, and it was received as one would expect. Shackle him, the leader of the army spat, fury and hatred in his eyes. Chains with great weights were locked on each wrist and ankle, and I was then thrown into the filth at the base of a vast mountain. Your freedom is at the summit, but you will not make it, the enemy smirked as he saw me weakly look up the steep hill and cliff ahead. So many soldiers, so many bodies, so much sadness. Some struggled, others gave up, and some gave in to joining the enemy. A brief and quiet thought crossed my mind. He does not know who I am, but I do. And I began to walk. But falling flat on my face from the weights, the enemy laughed in mockery. They were used to this, they enjoyed this. It fueled their hatred and bolstered their pride. And so, at a humble crawl, I began to inch forward. Hope was not permitted down here. Enemy soldiers spat on me, kicked me, and pulled on my shackles. There would be no mercy from then. And then I thought of him, his suffering, his burden, and ultimately his death. I remembered I am his soldier. Another inch, how insignificant it felt. A foot further, what difference does it make? 10 meters up, all that work for so little progress. Why am I even still trying? The enemy did not let up, and why would they? And it clicked, a brief moment of clarity. I asked myself again, why would the enemy stop attacking me? It was because they feared me, me and every other soldier fighting to climb out of here. So I let their fear fuel me. The spitting no longer phased me. The insults became pathetic efforts to break me. The kicking and beating felt, pain, felt less painful. My fury and my craving for freedom burned with my muscles which were visibly getting tighter and more defined. My stature began to loom in power over the annoying demons surrounding me. And with that growth, the weight began to be lighter as I passed another soldier, a brother on the battlefield. I spoke my truth, rekindled his spirit's flame with my testimony of who we are and why we fight. Then I learned from him and together we stood up. Then we found a sister giving it her all and reaching for just one more inch, we all lifted one another. It was like we could breathe for the first time. The enemy near us looked on in panic and rage. This was not supposed to happen. They ran to get help from others. We stepped, we stumbled, and sometimes we even fell, but we never stayed down. As we passed more brothers, we shared our light and offered our strength. Our numbers grew and at incredible rate, and so did the enemies. But by this time, they could no longer douse our hope. Our faith could not and would not be diminished. We had become even stronger than when we first started because of our efforts and because of those around us, both seen and unseen. 
Now we bounded up the mountain, our shackles seeming, seemed weightless, as if they were mere toys attached to each of us. Our bond, our faith, our love, our spirits were fueling and enhancing one another. Then just as the summit was now nearly within reach and we were cut off, halted by the leader of the enemy force, his dark eyes boiled with venomous hatred. Hmm, I thought. It was no longer power I saw in his eyes. It was weakness and horror. He was confused and bewildered, no longer the menacing force he was down below at the base. I grabbed the shackles and broke them free of their hold on me. My brothers and sisters that stood by my side followed suit. Before he could speak, I gave him no place, and cast him aside as he plummeted down the mountain, returning him to the pit of his own despair. Then I turned my face to our gathering army. My brothers and sisters, this is not all of us. Many still have not the strength or the desire, but we cannot leave them behind. This mountain is our battlefield now, and we will fight for every soul who is forced to climb it. We now have the tools to win, and we will win. Guys, this is why I fight. I fight for those people that don't have the strength. I fight because I feel their pain. And I fight because I love them. In all their mistakes, in all their self-hatred and doubt, I love them. So each person that would listen to this or that would take the time to talk to me for five minutes, I would tell you that I love you. Wes and Spencer, I love you guys. And I love that you are part of that army. And I love that we are in this fight together. So thanks for letting me do this. Love you, dude. The feeling is very mutual. And as you were reading that story, I couldn't help but think of the three of us, along with all those others. We're building an army, dude. And Satan's afraid. <laughs> dude. He's on his, I mean, he, he trembles, man. Trembles at the sight of people like you can. Oh, dude, we love you so much. So good to see you. So good to chat with you again. Yes. You are amazing, bro. You are amazing. And uh, all of you listening to this, I just can't reiterate more what Cameron said is that you, we feel for you, right? We know what it's like. We've been there. You can do this. If Spencer can do this, anybody can do this. If Cam can do this, anybody can do this. It's like, like if if I can do this. If Wes, just kidding. <laughs> if Wes, then we know. No. Anybody. Any anybody can do. This. <laughs> No, seriously, you guys, uh, we got this. One day at a time. One day at a time. Come join the ranks. Get the help you need. Email us, podcast at org, and we'll put you in contact with Cam. I know Cam would be happy to talk to anybody out there who's dealing with and this. And I'll make him a shirt and send it to him. Dude. Yeah. Let's I, go. I got to get you guys your shirts, too. I know, dude. We got to get you some some stuff to you brother but dude we love you thank you for joining us and uh, all you listening out there thank you for listening we sure love you keep keep fighting